as entrepreneurs, we're all hearing about big data and all the opportunities. Well, I got to tell you, many entrepreneurs, particularly a small and mid-sized businesses are going, what data? How do we bring this all together and make and use the technology we have, the expertise out there? And I have an amazing entrepreneur for you today who's going to guide us through it. He's helped me a lot. and I know he's going to help you a lot. He's, he, he's really making a difference in this data world. He's uh, the co-founder and co-CEO of Expertify. And uh, you'll learn a little bit more about that because he's bringing together data scientists for us. Uh, he's got a PhD from Harvard. He also taught there for two years. He was, he's been on Wall Street working with many of the banks and he really worked and helped uh, with Citibank on the, the whole venture portfolio. So he knows what it takes to be an entrepreneur and he really understands the data marketplace and how we can use that. And that's what we're all about here. I'm John Bowen at AES Nation. We're all about accelerating your success. And one of the biggest opportunities you're ever going to have is using, collecting, and using data correctly. Stay tuned. You're going to learn and be able to do it. Ordinary success? No way. You want amazing, remarkable, exceptional breakthroughs. Dig deep. Think bold. Drive hard. Watch yourself soar beyond your dreams. AESNation.com Apri Singh, uh, I appreciate you very much joining us. The last time we were together, we were at Peter Diamandis' Abundance 360 Mastermind Group, at least when we were physically together. We've been on the phone since then. But uh, I was just blown away with your presentation. So thank you for joining us and sharing your insights with uh, all right, the, my fellow entrepreneurs. It's my pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, and, and Avery, you're doing some amazing things on data. I mean, I just, I, you know, I'm learning so much, and I'm, I'm really having a lot of fun as an entrepreneur because so much of the stuff, uh, particularly on marketing or you know any part of our businesses, kind of used to be you know we put you know our finger in the air, see how things were going. And now the collection of data is just amazing. And you're going to help us with a lot of the insights, but uh, I want to get the backstory. I always like starting with the backstory. How did you get to where you are, you know, co-leading this company and really being pretty disruptive out there? Yeah, so, you know, the data is the new oil, but, you know, I, I didn't start with data in the beginning. I was interested in building uh, expert networks, ex expert marketplaces, and uh, my first venture was uh, Academic Room, uh, which I also began, uh, you know, out of the Harvard Innovation Lab with my co-founder, Sarab Jodhkar, uh, and the, the idea was that every business is struggling to find subject matter expertise. So if we could uh, curate experts within various disciplines and also curate their knowledge, uh, it would be an amazing platform. So we started doing that. We ended up with 25,000 PhDs across disciplines on Academic Room. And uh, the, the hiccup was that we, we weren't able to monetize that expert network because it was so horizontal. So we pivoted from academic room and we, we started looking at some of the big trends. And, uh, and as we know, data is uh, 
doubling, tripling every every two two years, and uh, this is it's really exploding uh, in, in terms of. Uh, the, the amount of data that can be collected today and, and, and also because storage prices are coming down, organizations are collecting more data. And uh, so we, we saw a big opportunity there to create a marketplace that would, again, have these subject matter experts, thought leaders, uh, who could help organizations either get started on their journey to become data-driven or to uh, analyze the data they have and uh, much of this is about big data. And big data it consists of three things, that there is uh, uh, a diversity of data, different kinds of data that is coming in. Uh, there is data coming at a very high velocity. And, uh, and, and, and the, the kind of data that we have is, uh, you, you know, it, it cannot be quantified with, with the uh, traditional sources. So a lot of the data is unstructured. Uh, so it requires new forms of tools and understanding uh, to, to arrive at a better analysis of this data. And once we bring together different kinds of data, uh, the insights we receive are very different than the traditional ways in which data was analyzed. So we found this to be an exciting opportunity and we established Expertify. Uh, we launched about 11 months ago uh, and we've seen explosive growth since then. No, it's, uh, I'm not surprised at all. I mean, when you were sharing the insights with us at Abundance 360, you know, it's, it's one of the things uh, over the last about five, six years, I've really become interested in data uh, more. I've always been interested in from the investment world. Uh, you know, just you, you wanted that and we were so analytical on that side. But, you know, now because everything's you know so much on the web and the internet, the flow of data, and you talked about storage. Matter of fact, Free, what I'd like to do is just put up the slide that you gave me um, on the scarcity of data uh, science uh, talent. You mentioned this, but I mean, data. I know just the amount, the sheer volume of. You know, I've got a few businesses. The data that we're generating now, I couldn't have imagined five years ago, and it's doubling, you know, worldwide every 18 months. And uh, I think the big thing here you show is that only one percent of the data is analyzed. Because it's one thing to collect data and store; it's another to do something about it. And that's that's what we're really going to talk about today. But the other part, uh, I took three years of stat. Uh, statistics in college, and I have an undergraduate in econometrics, so you know, a little bit, on, a little knowledgeable in programming and so on. I got to tell you, I'm struggling with this, and you know, the need for specialists is just so high. And you show, you know, um, the scarcity numbers. I mean, this is this is a pretty big deal. And uh, I, I would go just, I'll put up the other uh, slide on global imbalance and just share that. And and I thought. This was where you woke me up, where you know the, where the need is in blue, and all the talent is in green. There's a mismatch that's going on here, and, and, and is that really what kind of brought you and your uh, uh, team together? Yeah, yeah. So you know, the, 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 there was a very interesting McKinsey report in 2011 that predicted that by 2018. Uh, there would be a scarcity of 190,000 data scientists in the U.S. alone, and uh, and and a more staggering number is that there is a, going to be a scarcity of uh, one and a half million managers 
who are capable of analytical decision making. Uh, and and the, the the problem is that most of the organizations really need to reinvent themselves uh, and, and and educate their senior management about uh, what big data is. How do you become data driven? How do you uh, compete uh, using the power of data? Uh, so so that was one aspect. The other uh, was really that you know uh, Harvard Business Review and others have talked about. Uh, the the this new job role of a data scientist, and they call uh, this the sexiest profession of the 21st century, and and you know no one could have imagined that a you know someone who does statistics <laughs> kind of and mathematics and programming like, you know uh, that that person could be described in this manner, <clears throat> so uh, so the, you know the, the, these are um, changes that we hadn't anticipated perhaps a decade ago uh, that that are occurring right now. Yeah, I think it reminds me of the movie Revenge of the Nerds, uh, and, and I mean that with a tremendous amount of respect, that it's just, it's so valuable having the insights, you know, of a data scientist, and uh, what's happened, I mean, in our group, uh, I might just take one application where normally marketing, you, you know, that is one that it's just so easy to kind of go with your gut, and um every marketing meeting all you know we get the summary of the data and when we get into discussions on whether you should do this or do that we say do both test it and you know split test and yeah. i mean just uh, that, the knowledge yeah the knowledge we're gaining and you know in, in your presentation showed me that uh, you know we're only just touching it a tiny bit you know, how we're using it. And, and I wanted to share kind of, you know, what I've been learning from you with the rest of our entrepreneurial audience, whether they're listening to it or on the uh, uh, video. And, and maybe let's, let's talk about how in the small, mid-sized businesses, because, you know, we've, we've got the big one, you know, you, you worked with Citibank. I mean, Citibank, uh, I've done some consulting with, worked with a, a number of their top people. They got a lot of data. <laughs> And there's some pretty smart people. They're using the data and so on. Maybe not. None of us, I think, are using it as as well as we could. But they're using it. So many of the small business, mid-sized businesses are just kind of getting started on this journey. H how do you help them think through, you know, big data is pretty scary when they're not sure what to do with anything that they're getting? Yeah, no, I, I think um, for many entrepreneurs, big data especially in the small to mid-sized companies, big data is not very relevant, uh, at least today. And uh, <clears throat> the, the first step would be to create a culture uh, within the organization where data is valued so that the organization is becoming, progressively becoming data-driven. And, uh, and the way you do that is you ask yourself, what are the key metrics, what are the key performance indicators that... I should be tracking on a daily basis, on a monthly basis, or a weekly basis, and, uh, and and then set systems in place so that you're collecting the right kind of data to track those metrics. So, you know, it, it could be your revenue numbers, could be uh, the, the number of customers you're acquiring, uh, it, it could be, you know, certain operational uh, expenses uh, or number of calls, center calls you're receiving uh, with complaints and so forth. So, so you know, <clears throat> if, if you can define what those are, 
that'll help you grow your business. And then the next step would be to build a bunch of dashboards that every morning you turn on your computer, you come to the office, uh, you, you look at those dashboards, you look at them uh, with your management team during your management meetings, uh, and, and, and then you know those enable you to focus on decision making that is informed by these metrics. So that is the first step. And the challenge is that uh, businesses are not collecting the right kind of data. It, it's there, you know, it, it exists, but it's often uh, lost, right? So how do you put together uh, databases, data warehouses? Uh, that bring in that data and and then once you have it in one central repository then it's very easy to uh, create these dashboards and, and measure uh, your company's performance against those yeah, you know, one of the things I was surprised for on the whole doing this is one uh, you know as I said about five or six years ago I got really excited about doing it for all my businesses, our central databases, the whole thing. That initially, you know, getting the senior team behind that, I mean, it does take some leadership. They're wondering, it's a, you know, it's a, there's some expense in bringing, you know, putting this all in place. But I'll tell you, even my, uh, particularly some of my uh, marketing salespeople were not that excited about it. Uh, I think the sales the most because, you know, we're, could be much more accountable in everything that we're doing. And uh, the operational people are probably much more, you know, they're wondering whether the expense was right. And I got to tell you, within about six months, uh, I think the sales guys would have hugged me and kissed me. And they, they, you know, all of a sudden, seeing the data, see what worked, be able to understand who are the right clients and some of the behavioral things. And then, you know, what's working, what's not, so we can make the right investments. Um, it, it was shocking to me. I, I didn't know that it would be that powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, very, very true. And, you know, um, we, we uh, on Expertify, we, we, we have a lot of projects that are that pertain to sales and marketing analytics. And, uh, you know, we have uh, clients that are trying to measure uh, the success of their direct mail, for example. Right? This is, again, uh, doesn't just apply to the large companies, even the, the smaller businesses that are trying to uh, acquire customers through direct mail, uh, right? They're, they're sending out thousands and millions of postcards or mailers uh, without knowing, you know, who the customer is. And uh, if you can segment your customers, if you can understand who that, what, what, what the customer profile looks like, then you can go back to your database of these million contacts and say that, you know, I don't, I don't need to mail this out to all million of them let me target the ones that'll have the highest response rate. So, you know, you, you, you can look at uh, a reduction in expense. So, you know, we, we have a client sending out a million of these every other month. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, we are going to reduce that number to quarter million to half a million. So it's almost, uh, you know, you know the, the saving is staggering, right? The, the, the amount of money uh, this client is going to save. Uh, because he's only able to do that because he knows uh, what the client profile looks like, right? Then you can use the demographic data. You can enrich the existing data from external sources as well, <clears throat> and then go back to your database and, and narrow down your targets 
like who, who you're gonna contact. Yeah, it's. I mean, I've I've been amazed at the cost saving and and just you know some of it is you know the segmentation clearly is a big part of it and understanding who the clients are. And the other is just, you know, not wasted energy, you know, on really you're not wasting, you know, the prospective client who really isn't very good perspective and the salespeople. And so, you know, you can, you can create campaigns based on the desires that, you know, your target market has. And then, um, boy, our, our productivity has just gone up. Uh, really, I, I don't know if it's been exponentially, but it's significant. And, you know, this is you know, what I, I, I want to make sure, you know, our fellow entrepreneurs know if they're, you know, collecting the data, it's one thing to collect it. The, the dashboards are really powerful. You know, I've got the, I like to see green lights everywhere. But <laughs> it identifies problems, uh, the split testing. And what, what I, you know, now we're talking with the, uh, you know, you're going to help us on some of the other parts, whereas we, you know, see who clients are, you know, there's a, I think you called it the client uh, churn, you know, when somebody's working with you and then leaves, you know, if, boy, you can use data to predict that and be able to make sure you address the challenge before it's a challenge. Uh, the ability to understand, as you were saying, you know, who are the right prospective clients for the service and, and get that. I mean, all of a sudden you start looking at this. This is a uh, huge, huge value. Yeah, and then, you know, the, the, the sharing question is, again, uh, very interesting. We, we've got a client uh, that has uh, these health clubs, uh, on, you know, all over the world. And uh, the, the, the question is, you know, how do you determine who's going to churn? Uh, so instead of, uh, uh, you, know, you know, waiting until someone leaves, you start to nurture them before they leave. And, and, you know, so, uh, and this falls under predictive analytics, where you're trying to predict, uh, you, you know, who, who's going to leave. And, and you give them the right offers to give them the better service uh, so that you can retain them. So, so that, that's, uh, you know, applicable to many businesses, even if they are online SaaS-based platforms that are offering services, you know, subscription-based platforms. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if, if you... Uh, can figure out what the indicators are that someone is not using your service, right? If they, someone hasn't logged into your website for a month or two months, uh, that means they're not der deriving the full value out of what you have to offer. Uh, then you need to figure out, uh, you know, how do you re-engage that person? Uh, uh, you, perhaps it's uh, through customer service, perhaps it's through some other means. <clears throat> so, uh, but having those, uh, the, the data, in place and having the ability to predict these things is really important for businesses to uh, stay competitive. Well, let's talk about one of the big challenges is, okay, let's say, you know, we get it. Any of our fellow entrepreneurs, nobody's going to argue that these aren't valuable. I mean, you know, you can you know, get, you lower your attrition rate dramatically, you know, retention rates sky high getting the right clients to just line up to work with you because now you know where they are and doing the right campaigns. I mean, this is for everybody listening. This is worth, you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions, you know, maybe for a few a billions of dollars. I mean, this is big, but it's one thing to get it in concept, get the broad strategy, start putting it in place as another and execute it. 
how, you know, how do you work with, how do you find the right people to work with you, to take you, you know, uh, help you through your team through this? Because it is invaluable. Uh, it does take a little time, effort, and you got to have the right talent of people because I've, I've found that many times in my life when I hire somebody who's the wrong person, it becomes unbelievably expensive. So yeah, so the, the, the philosophy that we have uh, at Xprofi is that uh, the work we, we should begin with small projects and see if there is a ROI there. So you know, we, uh, instead of starting with a big engagement, start with a five ten thousand dollar project where you take a small sliver of the problem and then you essentially uh, see how you can address that particular. Uh, a topic and, and you know so uh, we've got uh, projects that will begin small uh, will show the value and then they will expand over time and the client is realizing the ROI <clears throat> but but the, the process you know to uh, how do you how do you know the person is the right person uh, <clears throat> so we've solved that problem by building a, a competitive marketplace and uh, the way it works is you come to Xprofi you, we help you define or articulate the problem. We post it as a project online on the portal, and there are, uh, you know, 1,100 data scientists on Xprofi, and we, these are they are increasing 5% a week or more. Uh, you know, seeing explosive growth there. <clears throat> so these uh, vetted data scientists, those who focus, let's say, this is a, a customer analytics problem. So the, the folks who focus on customer analytics will come back and provide proposals on how they will solve that problem. So these uh, very detailed proposals, you, you know, you, you might get 10, 20 of them, uh, uh, depending on the, uh, you, you know, how interesting the problem is and what mm -hmm. the budget looks like, right? You got to make it attractive for uh, people <clears throat> to provide these uh, responses. <clears throat> so based on that, uh, very quickly, as you read through these responses, you'll you'll see who has the best ideas, <clears throat> and uh, and often what we find is that uh, uh, when clients are interviewing them, so you know you can schedule video interviews mm -hmm. with two three of them, the shortlist, and we we help you shortlist uh, uh, some of the best providers uh, with the, with the best proposals, and then as that discussion is going on, new ideas begin to emerge from those discussions. Uh, because there might be some gaps in uh, the, the knowledge of the provider uh, about your business that become that are clarified through these discussions, and and new ideas might emerge. Uh, you know, as you're thinking, okay, the uh, the first provider said this, and the second said this. Maybe I need to combine the two approaches and and do something different. <clears throat> so um, at, at at the end of the project, you know, uh, we haven't had. Uh, a case where we haven't delivered value because most of the businesses are struggling uh, to to really get the basics right, right. So the so there's huge ROI when it comes to building that foundation. Uh, uh, you know that'll help you uh, create uh, these dashboards, establish your metrics, uh, and establish it, uh, you know how you're going to move forward as a business. No, I really, I like the process a lot because, 
you know, you know, when we look at how you would try to find them, you know, someone like myself finding somebody that would do this, uh, it's just, it's really hard. And, and there are other, you know, I mean, I think of, um, you know, a lot of freelancers. I, I have a virtual, all my companies are virtual companies. So everybody's an independent contractor and, you know, I've leveraged different uh, groups, but I've never, you know, for real specialized knowledge, it's hard to find those people. And boy, I mean, this is, it's pretty amazing. And then the part that I really like, Harpreet, uh, that you're saying is, you know, the piloting part. Because what I've found, you know, in, in working with independent contractors, you know, starting with a project, you know, get it as clear as possible. In this case, you know, what I love, you know, it reminds me the most, uh, one of my favorite for graphic design is 99design. And you, you know, you, you put a project together, it's a, a contents and it's a uh, contest type thing. And I mean, there's a little bit, you know, that here, but you know, just the, the brilliant, I would pay $2,500 for a graphic artist to do a book cover for me. Now it's a few hundred dollars and I got 40 or 50, you know, great ideas. I'll pick a few, you know, work with it and then, you know, award for the number one and run with it. And, and it's just, it's a great process and you don't have to start big because it's, it's so overwhelming. I think when you, you know, the possibilities of what you can do with data and now what you know, we're, we're doing is we can break it out to bite-sized pieces. We can learn together and yeah, really have it pretty powerful. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and you know, uh, by, by starting small, and another advantage is that you have a chance to educate uh, the data scientists you're working with, and then you, you can really help, they can help you build a roadmap. Uh, because that small project will give them a lot of understanding of your business. But if you start big, then the roadmap may be incorrect, right? So the uh, it, it may not be applicable to your business entirely. And uh, so, so the risk is higher when you start with a bigger project yeah and 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 often does when you start with a big you have to pivot as you know you talked about earlier many of us as entrepreneurs have pivoted a few times and it, what i love is working with somebody who knows more than i do and you know they can help you and we start small they have the you know the enlightened self-interest to have success have a great roi early on because this is the type of thing that you know, every one of us as entrepreneurs is gonna be doing for the rest of our life is using this data and trying to figure out how we can use it even more effectively. Yeah, that's right. Well, let me change the segment here. I'm gonna to go to uh, the day. And you had mentioned a book that you really liked and you thought the fellow entrepreneurs would like as well. Yeah, so I, you know, I, I think uh, <clears throat> the given we're living in a competitive world and we're talking about data today. So I thought uh, Tom Davenport's, uh, it's an older book called Competing on Analytics, in which he talks about how uh, certain businesses are more successful than others because they've been able to uh, use analytics in a very effective way. So, you know, he talks about, for example, the casino industry and how Harris was the, one of the, the first to engage with the analytics and uh, and began to create a lot of value <clears throat> because their CEO was uh, someone from a PhD from MIT in economics and, you know, really understood how to use data. <clears throat> and uh, so, so it's a great book to get a flavor of uh, what's happening in, in this world of analytics. 
Yeah, I think it can stimulate a lot of thoughts because, I mean, when you start looking, there's so many really good firms that are using it, whether it's at the casinos, you know, the airline industry. I mean, it just, you know, it's amazing how well we're all being tracked right now. There's no privacy anymore. But with that, you know, we can look at it from a negative standpoint that, uh, you know, people are trying to manipulate. What I, I really look at is that they're trying to serve us and they're trying to understand what we want, who we are, and how can they, you know, in their enlightened self-interest, really be a, a more service. So, you know, that, that, this is a great process. Let me go to the next uh, segment. And this is the uh, application of the day. Pre, you know, you, uh, you know, you have, you're a technology guy, you're an entrepreneur, you know, PhD, you're out there, you're, you know, in uh, Cambridge, you know, Harvard, you're teaching. Um, what do you got on your smartphone that would be an interesting app? Now, it doesn't have to be on the data stuff, but an interesting app for your fellow entrepreneurs. Yeah, perhaps a non-data stuff would be interesting. So I, I think the, uh, I, I'm a voracious reader. I read a lot. I perhaps read um, a, a book every two days. And uh, so uh, Marvin uh, is, is a great uh, reader app. So, you know, it, there, there's a Mac-based software called Calibre. It probably exists on Windows as well. And Calibre en enables you to kind of manage your eBooks on the Mac. Uh, and, and then these books can be sort of sent to your mobile devices. So, you know, I, I can, I, I'll download a book, new book I want to read, and uh, and then I'll send it, uh, you know, off to my iPad or my iPhone, and and that that way I have it whenever I have time to read. I'll I'll, I'll read it on that. No, it's it's great. I mean, I I am a big reader. One of the things I'm doing about three podcasts a week now, which is it's been tough because everybody's giving me a great book I want to read, and I'm usually a one book a week guy and it's hard to keep up with all these great recommendations but uh, having good readers and tools for that is just so amazing let me go to the next segment and this is resources and one of the things that you've got a great website and i mean it's it, it's really um i mean when you look at it, it, it there's some magic happening and i want to direct everybody let me pull it up on the screen and maybe you can tell the fellow entrepreneurs, how they could use this effectively? Yeah, so the, you know, when you go to the, uh, the homepage, you'll see uh, a button called, I want to hire. You can uh, click on that and it'll give you the ability to tell us what your most pressing problems are. And, uh, and you know, you don't have to engage in the hiring process right away. It's just something that uh, you sign up and you'll start getting some content from us, useful articles, uh, and, and and that way, uh, you know, you, you get to know what's going on with Xprofi and uh, some of the content we're producing. You can consume that. And then there is a second section called the, uh, you know, the blog, uh, which we've named Xprofi Insights. So we have uh, a lot of thought leaders in the industry coming in and writing on that blog. And, uh, and you know, we're sharing some of the common problems, insights, uh, discussion on tools, uh, and processes that we think are going to help entrepreneurs with their businesses. Uh, so, so those are the two things I would uh, recommend. No, it's great. I mean, the content is pretty amazing. And, you know, I, I think so many of us are just getting started in this. And this is, 
you know, if you want to take a step, this is a great way to take a step. Let me do the final segment here. And this is key takeaways. And I've got a lot of notes and I've had the privilege of uh, spending some time with Hapri. And this is a, uh, this is something that's near and dear to my heart. Not because it's, you know, technology cool. I call it business cool. <laughs> that, you know, technology cool is the shiny new things. Business cool is something that gives you a huge ROI. And this does. And you know, the key takeaways is number one, you know, as fellow entrepreneurs, what we have to do is we have to create a data culture. We got to get away from the gut, as Hapri uh, was saying, is that so much of us, you know, we pride ourselves as entrepreneurs that we're pushing hard, we're, you know, we're in the business, we understand our industry, our, our niche, but once you start putting that data in, it's amazing. And, and really, you're going to find your team embracing that. Define the, the KPIs, you know, the key performance indicators. You know, all of us have different ones in our business. You know, a lot of times it's revenue driven, client driven, the experience driven, so on. But there are key things in your business that if you track, it's going to be, you know, both an early warning single of what's not working as well as what's working. Uh, track them religiously. Create, as Hapri talked about, a dashboard. I mean, I love having the dashboard, seeing what's going on. Uh, it's an iterative process uh, doing this. And this is really where you've got to find the right person or team to help you. And one of the reasons why I wanted to have Hapri on is he's got the largest team of anybody out there, 1,100, as he said, data sciences and growing. And the key part, I think that the biggest thing is you don't need to be afraid to get started. Um, pilot, you know, pick one project get started doing this because this is going to be a lifelong journey for all of us as entrepreneurs, but I'll tell you, it's going to make a huge difference. Your current clients, they're going to love you for doing it. All those future clients, they don't know who you are yet. They will when you use data effectively. Apri, thank you for joining us. All fellow entrepreneurs, go out and execute. Remember, the show notes are at aesnation.com. We've got the transcript, the show notes, all the links so that you can go ahead and really put this in action. Make a difference. Wish you the best of success. Exceptional, remarkable breakthrough. AESNation.com.